Welcome to the Getting Grit Podcast. This is Brad Pohl, your host, and this is where we tell the stories of sinners and saints. How many times have you heard a life story that began with everything looks so good on the outside, but inside there was a different story, a story of angst and a restless heart, and yet a hero was born. And how many times have you heard a story of a person, sane and sound in every manner, but who for others suffered extreme hardship, dying young way before anyone expected, yet leaving a legacy that inspired generations? Then, of course, there is the story of the selfish, sheepy schlep, who could not do a single right thing for another. Yet some specific moments seized him, and like the fabled story of Zacchaeus, becomes the city's guardian angel. Matthew Kelly said, Your being is not fixed, stagnant, or static. It is changeable. This is a beautiful thing, primarily because from it springs eternal hope. The scribes and the Pharisees pressed him to deliver an answer. Some suggest that Jesus simply scribbled in the sand the names of the women whom these accusers had secretly committed adultery with, the same offense that they were now exacting a punishment for from Jesus. Note the phrase, Do not choose, that Jesus tells the woman about her immediate future when he admonishes her. I do not condemn you either. Go. And do not choose to sin anymore. We must then have the ability to make choices that can change our stars, so to speak, that bring flesh and breath to life. Unlike Alexander Pope, who wrote, Hope springs eternal, leaving us with an expectation of an unlikely outcome. Our eternal hope is real and not some euphemism of wishful thinking. President Franklin D. Roosevelt, FDR, said, As Americans, we have always held to the hope the belief, the conviction that there is a better life, a better world beyond the horizon. Maybe that's why he also said there are many ways of going forward, but only one way of standing still. Nothing will ever change your life so completely, absolutely, and forever, like really learning how to pray, says Matthew Kelly. He writes a note to the soul. Soul, he says, you have the heart of a lion, strong and courageous. Let nothing distract you. Let nobody discourage you from your daily communion with the one who created you. How often do I approach God with, Listen, God, here's the problem. Could you just do this for me? It would really help a lot. Versus, God, what do you think I should do? Undoubtedly, we take that beautiful prayer in the scriptures from the prophet Samuel, where he says, Speak, Lord, your servant is listening. And instead, we end up saying, Listen, Lord, your servant is speaking. Have you ever stepped into the classroom of silence, sat down in the presence of God, and asked, How can I help? Then remained in utter silence, listening, like Elijah did for that small whisper. In truth, you know, holiness is irresistible. The universal power of holiness is so attractive to both Christians and non-Christians alike, who are drawn to its authentic power. Mother Teresa, the saint of Calcutta, and John Paul II, two 20th century saints, who walked and breathed with a spellbinding power that the gospel holds when it is lived out. Mother Teresa said, Every person is Christ for me. John Paul II said, The ultimate test of your greatness is how you treat every human being. It can seem as though the world has gone mad. 
Mr. Potato Head is a racist. Nickelodeon is teaching children about transvestites, and POTUS is discussing flying the flag of Black Lives Matter alongside Old Glory. Our former president has been censored, along with Dr. Seuss. And people considered intelligent are having serious discussions about why boys should be allowed to compete in girls' athletic events. It's easy to lose your balance in all of this. I learned a long time ago when you're crossing a stream, you got to keep a wide base so you don't get caught by the current. Take small steps because it's easier to maintain your balance because everything below you is slippery. The most importantly, the path you marked out to maneuver on this crossing can only be accomplished by keeping your eyes fixed on a solid destination point across the stream. Losing your senses to fears and second guesses in the middle of the stream can only mean one thing. You better swim well. The sanctity of life. It is a belief that all human beings at any and every stage of life, in any and every state of consciousness or self-awareness, of any and every race, level of intelligence, religion, language, gender, physical ability, disability, are to be perceived as persons of equal and immeasurable worth and of inviolable dignity, and therefore must be treated in a manner commensurate with this moral status. Sanctity can be reduced to one single practice, fidelity to the duties appointed by God. One might simply say, fear God and keep his commandments, for this is the whole duty of man, as it says in Ecclesiastes 12. So how does one keep from losing his balance in the middle of the stream? Well, before you begin, recognize first that it is going to be easy to get concerned about what matters least and hard to stay focused on perfection or that which matters most. Mother Teresa said, if you judge those around you, then you will have no time to love them. She also said, prayer makes your heart bigger until it is capable of containing the gift of God himself. And John Paul II said, I plead with you, never, ever give up hope, never doubt. Never tire, and never become discouraged. Be not afraid. Jean-Pierre de Cousat, the author of the book, Abandonment to Divine Providence, writes, Perfection consists in doing the will of God, not in understanding His designs. Just as fire gives out heat and not philosophical discussions about it, nor knowledge of its effects, so are the designs of God working in the soul of man. When a man thirsts, he drinks water. He doesn't read books to understand how to treat his thirst. When everything around us seems to be in some state of jeopardy, the cross still stands firm. When ideas appear that make no sense, we have the cross to keep our eyes fixed on. When it seems like love booked the last train out, the ground thunders as the cross falls into its shallow grave with Jesus nailed on it. But when that stone was rolled away, that's right, hallelujah reigns. Suck it, devil. We were given the power to do something beautiful. Ain't it so? This is Getting Grit, signing off. I hope you'll come see us at www.gritquest.com. Subscribe to this podcast on Apple, Stitcher, Spotify, Google, iHeart Podcasts. Blessings to you all. Dominus Vibiscum.